Hi, and welcome to my first ever podcast pilot of The Juggle is Real. And I have here with me today the perfect quintessential guest because he is my partner in business and partner in real life. His name is Alessandro de Mola Serrato uh, DeAndre. What 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 is what the hell is your name? I, on Facebook. I, my mom's still confused. <laughs> what seriously? No, my name is just Alex de Mola or Alessandro de Mola. Seriously, yeah. I've been with you for five it's years. My, just my, I'm still confused. It's on my Facebook disguise. <sighs> <laughs> okay. Just to show how. Great. Everybody got that? How serious I feel about Facebook. Okay. You know, the social media. Well, okay. I'm just going to jump right in, and some stuff is just, you know, I'm going to start at different places because I know you a little bit. Uh, better so um, I can kind of I can kind of jump ahead a little bit before the guests that have never heard of you before um, before <laughs> before we met you had literally um, you had a store here in Austin on Guadalupe Catone uh, everybody says Catone means cotton in Italian by the way you had a store for five years on the drag uh, before before that um, because when I met you, you just had that store. Before that, you had two other stores as well, one in Plano and then a pizzeria um, in Gerald, Texas. So how the hell does someone who went to school for, uh, that was interested in AI and went to school for computer engineering get started in, in women's clothing? That's well, a straight guy, by the way. That's a straight yeah. guy. How, how, how does that happen? Well, it's a long story. We'll but try I'll try it. to make it short. There you go. So everything kind of, you know, how in life everything kind of circled back, and I would say my origins kind of caught up with me all the way across the world in a way. So I was raised by my grandma. My parents both worked full time. So from age zero really until I was 20 before I left for the US from where from Milan oh. I grew up in Milan and my grandma like I said raised me she mm -hmm. was a professional seamstress and other people in my family other relatives in my family were in the fashion business including my aunt on my dad's side and my cousin mm -hmm. on my mom's side and uh, my grandma like I said she was making clothes every day and I was seeing her doing that. She made clothes for me, for my cousins, for my mom. A lot of my mom dresses that she still has today, they're made by my grandma. Wow. And she worked for a lot of like uh, uh, fashion ateliers back in the day in Italy because the area of Milan, right outside Milan where I grew up was mm -hmm. famous for textiles industries and a lot of like, uh, you know, brands are now are dead and gone, obviously, because the old textile industry died in that area mm -hmm. through the years. Mm -hmm. Was there, so there was a lot of work. And obviously, my grandma started working when she was like 14 years old, I think. Wow. And, uh, Got that, millennials? 14 years yeah. old. <laughs> By 19, she already <laughs> had a kid. And then my mom wow. was born when she was 21. Okay, so let's, for, just <clears throat> for one second, for the people that have, you know, this is their first time hearing the story. Um, you are, you're describing the the way that you know this industry was or the the clothing industry piqued your interest, but you didn't just jump into that. Not at I, all. You, I, all my life, most of my life, I spent I spent 
in school and in you know even in in a way in business because I always worked even when I was younger I was fixing computer uh, you know building computer from scratch for mm -hmm. customers and friends and family and you know going around from home to home to fix their computers I was working partnering with a local uh, computer shop in my town at that time and going to school for computer engineering at the Polytechnic of Milan move forward like four of four years into school I decided to move to the United States first to Florida then I didn't like the the old thing there so the next year I went to UCLA for a summer session and I fell in love with the place spent there three years in school learning improving my English skills and trying to study for the GRE in order to get into the their master degree program mm -hmm. I didn't get in the first time so then I met some uh, Italian people <coughs> excuse me they were working there and they were in the fashion industry and their name was Brand Meldo which now is big huge I guess chain of stores in the US they were already pretty popular in Italy before they came here but in the US they built everything from scratch and I basically kind of was lucky to met them right at the beginning right before they opened the first store and then I started working with them I started learning from them directly with the CEO and the owner of the company and spent like a year a few months with them and mm -hmm. afterwards uh, they were teaching me how to open shops and send me around that was gonna be my job but instead I decided to move to Texas because I knew they didn't want to do the Midwest yet okay so wait so let's I not to jump Texas ahead to open basically okay. So you eventually open your own store, but let's yes. just for one minute pause. They You're reconnected basically my passion for clothes to so my you, past in a way. So my okay. past kind of came back. My past, what I what I was doing with my they re-sparked yeah your interest. So interest you're going to school retail and business. You're still going to school <clears throat> for computer engineering. Yeah. You start working with these Italian guys that you hooked up with who are opening this new store called Brandy Melville. You start managing the store. I start from the zero actually. I start from they okay. start showing me how to fold the clothes, okay. how to do the merchandising, how to okay. do the payroll, how to do the hours, the schedules. I did everything. From like yeah. you're I was at a cash register. Okay. I did everything. I started literally from like op opening the store, fixing all the clothes, putting all the clothes out, folding okay. all the items, uh, make sure everything there because we had storm of people coming in. Because within like seven, eight months, people really start liking this store. So a lot of people will come in and we'll have like crazy weekends. So we'll have to reset up the whole store. And you know how people, especially young people, they don't really care when they come into store. They throw stuff all over the place uh, in the feeding rooms. We know. Uh, I know yeah, a little so, bit about that. So what was that aha moment where when you went, you know what? This is not just a job right now. This I is saw, when when was the aha moment of switching your whole entire career path at that point? And I saw a possibility and I saw an opportunity. The possibility was I can learn from these guys and the opportunity was them being there at the right time, meaning they were just up and coming and I knew I could learn a lot from them and grow with the company. And eventually before I even thought about opening my own store, I, I saw the potential, I saw how big they were gonna get, and I was you know happy to be there at the beginning because I could have like learned a lot from them and be in direct contact with the CEO and the owner of the company, which by the way, they also own factories that makes the clothes. So it's basically, you, you will learn the whole cycle 
of like a business in retail mm -hmm. you know from the mm -hmm. design we had design in the house so i would see everything i would learn everything from from them in that aspect because i would see them finding a prototype then talking about the prototype sending the prototype to the factory mm -hmm. in italy and having mm -hmm. the designer change it up uh, according to their taste or what they thought they would work and then making it and then within two weeks we will have the final product two three weeks we'll have the final product back to the united states that mm -hmm. was that was amazing to learn mm -hmm. and of course you know that there were valuable people that's mm -hmm. why they decided to stay there the ceo and the owner they were very like you know people that i could talk to and they will teach me stuff so it, it was very like like i said it was a good opportunity for me to grow and to learn about like uh you know entrepreneurship uh, and retail in general and so let me talk about your work ethic for one moment because i remember you telling me stories about how you would literally spend the night at work and not because you liked the comfort of the couch that was available but because you were working so much and you knew that you know you did it was a bit long drive home and then a long drive back to work and you had to be there the next morning and there was no one else to open the store or whatever just your work ethic it, since I've known you has been pretty incredible but even back then when you tell those stories it seems pretty your work ethic excuse me seems pretty extreme so would you how much of your work ethic do you would you say went into you know the um, I don't know the success of of what you have achieved so far well I was very eager to learn and I knew and I had, you know it was kind of new for me that kind of segment that market so I was very excited so it, it didn't feel like I was you know working a lot if you see the hours I was working was a lot of hours I would spend like 10 hours 12 hours sometimes there probably and, not getting compensated for then, all of it I'm assuming well no kind of kind of at the beginning yes and later not really as much but that's another <laughs> that's for another episode <laughs> you were you were passionate so you passionate were it I didn't matter it didn't matter to me it didn't matter to me because I, I wanted to learn and I was excited to grow with the company and I was happy to spend as many hours as I needed even if I wasn't on the clock you know what I mean and okay. uh, sometimes uh, I was lived there because in the back room we had like a, it wasn't really a back room it was like outside this, the main store the flagship store we had like a, a storage area with uh, uh, kind of like the operation mm -hmm. part of the mm -hmm. of the business uh, where we had all the computers uh, you know and we had a little recreational area on a on a loft and we had a, two big couches that could turn into like beds because they mm -hmm. were so big and then we had fridge fridge a bathroom with a shower you know kind of like a, full, a half a kitchen there laundry you know we had like a, you were literally of, living there well no i was sometimes <laughs> i would there. spend some nights there yeah. yeah i would spend some nights there because especially if i had to close because we will close like at 10 p.m sometimes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we'll be open from 10 a.m until 10 p.m and if i was closing you know and then in the morning i was opening again at 10 a.m you know what i mean by the time i was done with all the closing procedure scanning 
manually scanning all the SKUs of everything we sold that day and then sending to Italy because we know we were keeping daily mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, inventory of, of the sales. And back then we didn't have any fancy software like we, we have these days, you know what I mean? So I had to do everything manually. It will take me, basically it will be already 11, 11.30 sometimes. And then I would just grab a snack from something nearby that was still open. And then I was like, what's the point? I'll just go upstairs to sleep here and next morning I'm already here so I don't have to beat the traffic, I don't need to find parking. Okay, so you were you were you were smart. You were you were you were taking advantage of your opportunities. You were starting from the very, very ground up, learning how to do every single thing in this business. When was that pivotal moment? when you knew, okay, um, this is something that I want to do for myself. Like, take me to that, that moment where you, you said, I'm really going to do this. And then how, you know, how did you, for those people that are just trying to, you know, get up enough courage or, you know, get the guts to, to just go for it and take a really big risk, you know, just how, what was that moment like? And, and, can you give us any advice yeah. or give that person that's starting the business advice on, on, you know, or maybe there's something that you regret about it. Maybe you, maybe you say, Oh, I should have, uh, waited two years longer and Definitely. gotten two yeah. more years worth of experience. I don't know, but what could you tell the person starting out and also based on your experience? Yes, yes, for sure. So I would say, of course, follow your guts. If, if it's, if your guts are proven in your history to give to bring you to the to the right place, but it's always better to follow your gut and, and make a mistake with your own brain than with someone else's. That's how I feel. Anyway, for my case, it was a a moment when I saw that I was kind of being juggled around by by my. Uh, I understand. We're not. We're not trying to like say any say anything negative here about no. anybody that we worked for before. But I mean, your reality back then was your reality. It was your experience. So yeah, basically, you felt I, like I you felt were like being... a, it was a little bit insecure. What was going on with me in a way? They were like uh, changing their mind a lot about. Or oh, one day go here, the next day go there. But I know it. Those are growing pains of the company. Now I understand that. So you know that's that's okay in eyes in eyesight. But at some point, I was like, okay, I've learned a lot. There is two ways right now. I saw an opportunity because I knew Austin was big. Uh, at that time, it wasn't even that big. But I, I see the potential in Austin. I'm talking about 2008, mm -hmm. 2009. Okay. Sorry, 2009. I saw the potential in Austin because I came to visit Austin in 2008 already. Okay. So I was like, these guys don't want to go in the Midwest. What if I propose them let me take care of the midwest because they trust me i'll open stores my own stores you don't have to do franchise with me because i don't think they wanted to do that anyway but anyway i will take the risk you will give me the clothes at wholesale price and maybe we can work out like a deal you know so there is enough for me to make a good living from it and i will open the stores there and then whenever you guys come over we can you know talk about it and i can possibly, if I'm doing a good job and you still want to do a, have a relationship with me, I will open the stores for you mm -hmm. in the Midwest. <clears throat> and so, basically, the, the owner really liked my 
proposal proposal and like the fact that I was showing initiative and like you know I was mm -hmm. taking like a big risk for myself and it kind of mm -hmm. rewarded me and they decided to help me out like that and uh, by giving you the clothes by giving me the to clothes sell. to sell in my store right in my first store which was it was, was in Austin Texas in hindsight the other road would have been stay with them a few more years or even in the, in an indefinite amount of years mm -hmm. to learn more and grow more with the company. Yes, of course, I would have been way more, you know, skilled, uh, most likely. I would, have had, I would have learned stuff from them, uh, not on my own skin, uh, with my own dime, on my own dime. Yes, probably, I would have. You know what I mean? But I would have not been where I am right now as, to, as of today and I would have not made those experiences on my own. I would have still made those through someone else's uh, business venture. You know what I mean? I would still have been like under Seriously. someone else, which is, there's nothing wrong with it. Like mm -hmm. I said, at that point I had two roads. I could have stayed mm -hmm. with them longer mm -hmm. and learned way more mm -hmm. than what I knew back then mm -hmm. or go on my own and still, you know, try to learn, mm -hmm. still having a connection with them. but. Mm -hmm having to learn everything on my own, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, so you I took my choice. You took the chance. I took the chance, sorry, I took you the chance, I made my choice, Yes. and I went with it. And you started Katone here in Austin, Texas. So, just want to make you feel super uncomfortable right now, because um, we are going to talk about work and life balance, and how, you know, those things affected your business, um, back then, um, when you opened and then closed your store here in Austin, uh, because I think that that is a problem, at least, at least I'm speaking for myself right now. And then and I have a lot of friends that own their own businesses too, just like you. And I think it's a common struggle to tr attempt to balance the work and the home and animals and kids, whatever you got, uh, you know, your your married life, whatever the case is. And, uh, and so you, you know, you had a great work ethic. I, I know you well enough to know that you probably, uh, you know, having three, literally three businesses open at one time was probably just a little bit more than a struggle um, at that time you um you got married um can you kind of just tell us how the work balance thing affected your your life without you know you can go as deep as you want to go or not go but just you know that's kind of what the program is about um it's just kind of helping people um, showing people that hey we're not alone and this is how you handled it and maybe this is how you could handle it better and you know this is how I find balance so you know I know that's a low I, I'm having a problem I think with with my pilot podcast here of asking a, 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 a single question but <laughs> uh, hopefully we know each other well enough to yeah, no, where I you can just kind of like <clears throat> dive in and and help me out here and and share with the, the audience some you well, know, your, all, your experience. First of all, you need to say, I, I need to say, that you can only start that with someone that is a reliable, hardworking person as much as you are, and with someone that you can trust 
I did that because at that time I trusted that person 100%. So for people that are listening, they don't know what I did that means. So what are you saying? So, I mean, I know, but you started your business here in Austin. You started with someone that you were with, involved in a relationship with. You got married to that person. You were picked, quote unquote, business partners at that time. Um, and then, you know, things started to kind of tumble and go down a, a, a path that was really challenging for you at that time. How do you feel like your work life affected your relationship or did it? Maybe it had nothing to do with it, but you know, like, how do you feel like you as a person in your work ethic? It, it, it did because I was with someone that was immature at that time and also proven to be not trustworthy in hindsight 2020 you know later on so that's why i say you gotta pick very well who you do business with it could have been like a friend too and it could have turned out the same way i'm just saying any kind of partner you know what i mean that you pick then she happened to be my partner in life at that time as well but i feel like it's very important who you do business with no matter who it is you know what I mean? And so now you absolutely have the best partner you could ever yeah. well, dream that's why of having. That, of course. And that's why so. I, I did it with you. Because <laughs> of the experience that I have now, I, I know I can judge better people based on several factors. And that's why I did it with you. Told you I was going to make him feel uncomfortable, guys. Um, oh, joking aside, like we have such a good working relationship and I'm not, I don't want to be that person. Oh, everything is never perfect, but as close to perfect as it could get. I feel like, um, we both really, um, rely on each other and support one another. And I personally don't know if there is such a thing as balance. So that's why I, you know, chose to do this podcast, um, just to get other people's perspectives and so that we could all learn from one another. Um, Since you mentioned uh, balance, that's something I didn't have. I didn't have a lot of balance, which I should, I should you know, you got to meet your, your, your faults, you know, what you do wrong. And I feel like I, I did put a lot of, uh, you know, meat on the grill. At, at that time, because it was kind of a new relationship, uh, also a, a new, uh, me being brand new, opening a business, uh, then within uh, two years, two and a half years, I already had three businesses running, and one of them was in Dallas and the other one in Austin, so I had to kind of juggle between the two. That put a lot of pressure also, obviously, on the relationship. Sure. Any relationship, even if the person I was with was very mature, very like you know what I mean uh, like me very yeah I would have never let you he would have he would have still that long, so. he would have still kind of like put the, the relationship under pressure in a way I feel like because it was brand new business for me also as an entrepreneur so I had a lot of you know things to learn by myself uh, things to learn with other person things to learn about business in general you know so it was everything was so brand new that obviously he ended up putting pressure I mean I'll be a fool not to admit that, of course, it ended up putting pressure on, on a relationship, but any relationship, but just because of the uniqueness of all these, you know, all these things that I just explained, and that on top of, you know, the faults of me and the other person, yeah, didn't make the thing work out. The other which, person had tons of faults, but we're not gonna get <laughs> we're not gonna get into that today. But um, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. But I also um, 
as me being awkward and funny guys but also i do believe that if you are with the right person um they will literally love and support you through it that's what um, my dad always told me just because again i don't really know that i believe in balance i believe in merging your work um your you know your work and your relationship as much as possible so i'm not saying i don't want it to be misconstrued i'm not saying i i think that they should like always overlap or you shouldn't be able to separate the two at all and be like oh i'm gonna we're right now we're gonna you know eat dinner and not talk about work or watch movie not talk about work but i do think that it would be very very challenging if you had really super independent careers that you know where you traveled and one person was here and one person was there and you never did see each other but that's me and some people may be okay with that distance and that separation more but regardless it doesn't matter because if you are with the right person they will love and support you through it and that is my opinion and I'm so happy that you are my partner. Same here. So, um, thank you for being the first person on my little podcast. Thanks for being my pilot. And um, and we'll catch you later. The juggle is definitely real. Bye.